Do Christians have any political clout? See, I have set you this day over the nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Jeremiah 1.10 Jeremiah was given a sort of global calling. He had authority over the nations, plural. It may seem that the politicians are really the ones with all the power, but it only seems that way. There is a power that is more real and dynamic than all the mess we see in Washington, D.C. It is the power of calling. And that power is birthed and manifested through prayer and prophetic preaching. 100 years before the Declaration of Independence was written, the concepts contained therein were preached from America's pulpits. The American preacher had clout in those days, and it may seem that we have long lost that sort of influence. And that may be true in part, but we must not underestimate the power of calling. I'm sure in Jeremiah's day, he didn't feel like he was over the nations. If we could travel back in time and go to one of those nation's leaders and ask them what they thought about Jeremiah, they might say, Jera who? Yet what God said was so. His words were powerful, they came true, and they called people to turn to God. I'm going to tell you a story you may consider a little odd, but I think it to be real. When I took a ministry position at a small local church, an inspired message was spoken over me by a man in that church. He told me that wherever I set my foot, the Lord would give me that land. Like Joshua, I took that as an encouragement from the Lord. A few years later, another message was given to me that I needed to follow in Joshua's footsteps, literally, and actually survey out the land I wanted to take for the kingdom and actually step my foot on it. I know, that seems a bit weird, but I contemplated it for a few years, actually. When I was praying about how far to go out from my house, city, county, region, 10, 20, 30 mile radius, I was reminded of the story when Elisha told King Jehoash to strike the arrows on the ground and God would give him the land. It was to represent Israel's victory over Syria. Jehoash only struck the ground three times, and then Elisha rebuked him in anger. Had he struck it five or six times, he would have had complete victory over Syria. As it was, he only had a short-lived victory. See 2 Kings 13, 14 through 19. So, in reference to that story, in faith, I told the Lord, if you really mean what you say, that if I step my foot, you will give me the territory, then I'll take the nation. So I called a buddy of mine, and we took a trip to Washington, D.C. We went, connected with an elderly intercessor there, toured, met some important people, and then on the way out of town, we stopped at a river where I pulled out my little American flag and waved it while praying and making proclamation. I said my amen, and we resumed our journey home. That was it. No fireworks, no proof of something miraculous happened, but I know what transpired, something unseen. 
I've been back to D.C. three more times since then, and each time I feel a sense of connection with that city, linking my heart to both the city and the nation. I pray for the nation, and there are times where I hear my very prayer topics repeated on the news. Now, it may be presumption on my part, but I don't think so. I dare to think that God performs His Word, and I dare to think that He hears my prayers for the nation and is working to pluck up, to break down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Beloved, as believers in Jesus, we are the governmental body of the nation. The church, see Matthew 16, 18, the church which overpowers the gates of hell. But we must remember our most powerful governing chambers are our prayer rooms. And our most effective governmental activity happens on our knees.